While the days leading to Christmas can be more of a marathon than a journey, and we work frantically until we collapse on Christmas Day. Yeah. But what if we stopped and listened through the season and made a space from the chaos? And this morning we're talking about a book that can help us do that for a few moments, to stop the movement and contemplate and thoughtfully ponder the reason for the season, the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus. The book is Making Room in Advent, 25 Devotions for a Season of Wonder. And with us is Betty Dickinson. And good morning, Betty. Good morning. Thanks for having me. It is always a pleasure. And uh, love the idea, you know, making room in Advent. We we don't have many margins in our life for almost anything anymore, do we? And I think I think making room, That's a this is a great idea. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, you know, honestly, I think part of the journey for me in writing this book, too, was just trying to figure out how can we help people slow down and to make it really simple. And, you know, each devotion in the book isn't very long, but each starts with a painting uh, that kind of helps bring people into the story. And so my hope is that the painting will help the story come alive to people in a fresh way and help them kind of slow down as they meditate on the painting and the story as they do. So what are some of the paintings? What's their focus? Is it uh, is it some of the characters of Christmas, or, or what, what do you focus on? Yeah, so the, the whole, uh, the, the book goes through Luke's gospel and her, his birth narrative in Luke 1 and 2, and he has these beautiful, like the, the way that he tells the Advent story, the Christmas story, is through the lens of these major characters, Zechariah, Elizabeth, Mary, the shepherds, Simeon, and Anna. And so uh, really each painting kind of try to, tries to depict a moment in the story where they have an encounter with God. Mm. And so it's, it's kind of this combination between concrete, concrete images of the characters, and then there's also a sort of abstract movement in the painting of that represents what the Holy Spirit is doing in the scene. And so... Yeah, the, the hope and desire really is that, just like with any good story, that we, when we see the paintings or we read the story, that we would see ourselves, that we would mm. resonate with the questions and the doubt that Zechariah had, that we would wrestle with the, the deep longing and ache of waiting that Elizabeth had and becoming pregnant, you know, that we would resonate with Mary's story and just the limitations of being a virgin woman and and not having many rights in society, but finding God giving her this surprising news and invitation to partner with her uh, in this amazing work. And so each painting kind of depicts different aspects of their story throughout. You know, it's interesting. Um, the common denominator I've found is that whenever someone says yes to God, you know, the the, the calling on the heart— um, the life has a tendency to change, and in sometimes in ways that you don't expect. And if 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 you don't have uh, the ability to adapt to the change, it can be very very frustrating in some ways. Yeah. Um, and 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 in this book, do you address some of that about being being prepared to make changes, being prepared to uh, realize things might be a bit different? Yeah, well, that's really, I mean, that's what Advent's about, right? It's, it's Advent means coming or arrival, and it's a season of preparation in itself. And what I, what I love about the way that Luke tells the story is that when he centers the story on these two women, Mary and Elizabeth, he does through, like, through the lens of pregnancy, which can kind of become 
this metaphor and analogy of what what waiting and preparation for Christ looks like. Like when you you know before you have children, there's one life, and then once you get pregnant, <laughs> there's a whole other life, and yet it's those sort of nine months of pregnancy for uh, mothers who, you know, conceive naturally. Um, it's that nine months that of waiting and preparation of something being formed within us, and sort of we are reshaped in the process, and I really resonated with that idea and kind of drew that out in the story, and one of the motifs in the book and in the paintings is this the stump of the Jesse tree in the lower left corner of each painting and representing sort of this transition and this longing and ache where this tree was sort of old and decaying and dying representing the nation of Israel and yet this that it says in Isaiah that Jesus the Messiah would be this shoot that would grow up from this stump and so instead of painting the shoot as a literal shoot I painted it as the Christ child within kind of the hollow of the tree growing as the story goes along to help us even resonate with the idea that we need to be prepared for Christmas every year. I I think a lot of us sort of stumble into Christmas Eve service Mm, and maybe haven't given the room or thought to prepare ourselves for what, where is God wanting to meet us in similar ways? Where Mm. where are we aching and longing for the Messiah to come even again in, in this season of our life. And so um, so the preparation piece is, resonates a lot with the idea of, yeah, God wanting to form us and prepare us. And that's the role of John the Baptist as well, as he's announced in the message in the Advent story too. When you're talking, I was thinking of the song, Be Born in Me. We played that this mm-hmm. morning, but that is really what Christ wants to do is be born in us, even yeah. as we consider his birth. So how has uh, the process of painting these these pictures for us in Luke and also writing the devotional, how has it helped Jesus be born in you? Well, uh, you know, it was really interesting because when I first started working on the painting of the Annunciation, which is the moment the angel Gabriel tells Mary that she's going to be pregnant with Jesus, literally while I was working on that painting, I thought, I think I might be pregnant. And I found out that I was. I was wow. pregnant while working on this series. And uh, it was a really interesting sort of embodied way for God to help me to understand mm. and sort of relate to the story and allow it to unfold in me that literally, you know, within my body was this child growing, but also was the ideas and the, the, the images and the paintings for this book. And as I also felt in a lot of ways, walking alongside in solidarity with Mary and Elizabeth as they bared these, you know, two miraculous children and what it was like to to prepare for that and to wait for that and to sort of transition their lives to welcome God's presence in their midst. And so, yeah, so it was very interesting, the journey that I was led on, because in a lot of ways, you know, I talk about how Elizabeth, she had five months of solitude. And I really believe kind of in that time, God was shaping her and preparing her and transitioning her identity to be living more into who she was. And And I felt the same way that when I kind of withdrew into the painting process or writing process of this book, that I was sort of becoming more myself in the figures that I was painting and Christ was being 
born in me afresh as I was discovering new things about him and sharing the story in a deeply embodied way physically, but also literally as I'm painting these paintings, discovering and embodying and standing in awe of of God and the wonder of the story. You know, lately, finding time for solitude in our busy lives, finding time to just deeply think about a piece of Scripture that you've read or something that has spoken to your heart, it can be really challenging. Do you have any practical suggestions of how we can whittle some things out so that we can have time to just have solitude and and focus on Jesus? Yeah. You know, I think one of the things that I think about a lot in this season is to be very intentional with our priorities, because I think especially in this season, we just can kind of slip into trying to meet family expectations or church expectations or, you know, put a lot of pressure on ourselves to do all of the things. And I think if we can come into the season more mindfully and more intentionally to say, yeah, the Christmas decorations are great, but maybe I don't need to put up all of the Christmas decorations. Or or maybe I could even start earlier and just slowly enjoy the process, mm-hmm. you know. But I think also, you know, making some traditions that can help connect to regular things we do every day. So, for example, you know, I have these breath prayer cards that have the paintings on them from the book, and over dinner— I'm just uh, bringing them with my kids and talking about what do you see in the painting? You know, where do you, where do you see God at work? What, what do you notice? And with a five and seven year old, it can go all different kind of directions. <laughs> but, sure. uh, you know, those are moments that we're trying to bring in and make room even just mm-hmm. at the dinner table. But, but I would say too, even taking a little walk, you know, especially during like a holiday party where we might be tempted to just hustle and bustle and meet expectations or, you know, be the way that we were supposed to be, you know, when we grew up in our family of origin and to step away for just a brief five, 10 minute walk to say, who am I right now? And mm. and how can I be more myself? And how can I welcome Christ with me, even just in this little solitude walk, so that when I return to my family over dinner, I can I can bring more of who I really am into the conversation and, and to bring the light of Christ. Um, but but if we don't take those times away, it's hard for us to be intentional. True. I, love so I would say, yeah, reflecting on priorities, you know, bringing in practices that you can do even over things like dinner, and then just you know taking a walk and and making those times away a priority. Sounds good. I love that, Betty. That just inspires us to, you know, recapture the wonder of the incarnation, the wonder of God with us, and. Even this morning when I was thinking of this interview, I was looking up artwork <laughs> of, the, of you know, from you and from others. And, you know, it just, it really does bring you into the story and really does help you think through just the miracle of what yeah. Christmas is and what it means for us that, uh, that Christ came to earth to be with us and to deliver and to save us from our sins mm-hmm. and to give us a new future. So thank you so much for, for offering this fantastic resource, Making Room in Advent, 25 Devotions for a Season of Wonder. We've been talking with Betty Dickinson. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, guys. Have a good day.